0: I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, August 29th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Peak Pals, for your fact of the day, we're jumping across the pond, and the number today is 3,549 pounds. That's about 5,426 Canadian dollars, and it's the projected average yearly energy bill for British households after the UK's gas and electricity regulator confirmed an 80% rise in its energy price cap starting in October. That's a lot of money, Peak Pals, and you can probably guess why there's been such a huge spike in energy prices in the UK, and that's right, yes, it's the war in Ukraine, as you can imagine. British residents are especially stressed about this potentially huge hit to their wallet, and now, now we have something in common, or something else in common with our British friends and family. We're both hoping for a warm winter to help get them through this energy crunch, so... Look, Peak Pals, we'll keep you updated on this story, but it's definitely one to watch. The European energy crisis is going to play a really big role in the global economy and geopolitics, but as usual, we will keep you up to date on the Peak Daily. Okay, so we've got three great stories for you today. For our first story, Amazon is releasing the most expensive show ever. For our second story, Uncle Moderna and Aunt Pfizer, well, they're fighting. And for our last story, Binance is in hot water. For a first story, as streamers continue to navigate a difficult year, Amazon has come up with one simple trick to turn things around. Just produce and release the most expensive show of all time. That's what's happening next week. The Rings of Power, a long-awaited Lord of the Rings prequel series that cost the studio a whopping $715 million to make, is coming to a living room near you through, surprise, surprise, Amazon Prime. So this figure also does not include the millions that Amazon has spent on marketing the series, which could push the total bill to over $1 billion. Now, sure, Amazon has hit shows like Fleabag and The Boys, but it's still missing a true monocultural juggernaut. That's a show that, you know, like a Squid Games, or like a Game of Thrones that people just can't stop talking about. And the company believes that this Lord of the Rings prequel, that it's the answer. It's their Game of Thrones. And so not to ratchet up the pressure on the Amazon Studios folks, but one employee at the studio told Business Insider, if it's not the highest performing thing Amazon has ever done, it's a failure. Now that's a lot for a company that has done Quite a few high-performing things, so really, no pressure there, Amazon Studios. And look, let's tie this all back together to a bigger theme. So, as streaming subscribers increasingly opt into watch, cancel, and going, which is where they watch something, they cancel their subscription, and then they go somewhere else, studios need massive franchise-spawning hits to retain those eyeballs, which means they're spending like they've been granted access to Scrooge McDuck's vault. Now, earlier this year, Netflix said it would no longer hand out blank checks, but after the success of the very expensive last season of Stranger Things, tones have shifted. And as studios increasingly look to create movies with the highest returns, there might be only room left for rings of power-sized gambles and really not much else. So we'll be watching this new Lord of the Rings prequel, and we'll get back to you with our review soon, but it better be good. That's all I can say. For our second story, the days of Moderna and Pfizer sharing the mRNA vaccine market, even Stevens, well, that might be over. COVID might be nearing an end, but the vaccine war. Well, that's just heating up. So Moderna is suing Pfizer and BioNTech, claiming that the company's COVID shot infringes on patents for key elements of its messenger RNA technology that made its spike vac shot possible. Now, a Pfizer spokesperson said the company was surprised by the lawsuit because its vaccine is based on other proprietary mRNA biotechnology that's owned by BioNTech, which is Pfizer's partner in creating the vaccine. But before we get into the feud, we'll get you caught up on the technology behind these COVID vaccines. So as pharma giants raced to develop a vaccine in the early days of the pandemic, Moderna pledged not to be that guy who ruins the party by enforcing its intellectual property rights. But on March 7th, it modified its language to apply only to lower income countries. So while Moderna is not seeking damages for sales in lower income countries, it does want to get paid out for what's been sold in other markets after March 8th. Now, an expert in patent pledges told Bloomberg that Moderna's original promise gives Pfizer and BioNTech a solid defense since the pandemic hasn't technically ended. And here's why it all matters. The legal clash could signal the end of a period of unusual comity among big drug makers who looked past traditional rivalries and even joined forces to find medicines that could fight the coronavirus. Now, this is what the Wall Street Journal was saying. Basically, what it means is that everyone put their arms down to beat COVID, but now that they feel that COVID is nearing its end or over, that they're going to start heating back up that rivalry. Now, here's what's next. So Moderna is not asking courts to pull Pfizer and BioNTech's vaccines from the market, but the company could be liable for billions in royalties on all past and future COVID vaccine sales, a big deal since the company expects 2021, 2022 sales to top $65 billion American. That's a lot of vaccines being sold. And for our last story, as Canadian regulators start to crack down on crypto companies, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange is also facing a billion-dollar class-action lawsuit in Toronto. Now, that cryptocurrency exchange is Binance, and here's what they're being accused of. So they're being accused of illegally offering complex trades without providing the necessary disclosures to offer those types of high-risk products. Now, this is what the Globe and Mail says. Binance has clashed with the Ontario Securities Commission opting to leave the province entirely and has so far not complied with the new requirements laid out by the Canadian Securities Administrations as it waits approval for registration, which is why this matters. It's not immediately clear what will happen to Binance if the suit makes it to court, and the company continues to run into regulatory problems, but the move signals that crypto companies may have more than regulatory crackdowns to worry about these days. Now they also have to worry about class action lawsuits and for what's next. So Binance insists it's running a quote unquote clean shop, but it's attracting more scrutiny from regulators around the world who believe the platform may allow people to take on too much risk and do these more sophisticated and complicated trades that are supposed to have certain disclosures. Peak pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Jay. I hope to see you soon. And I hope all you Peak pals have a great week.